In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Keyshawn Johnson joining us here on the home team and Hamilton show here on the fan 680 93.7 FM. Keyshawn, how you doing this fine Wednesday morning? What's happening? How you guys doing? What's up, coach? What's the deal, my brother? Everything's cool? Yes, I can't complain other than this. The weather out here in the Northeast is a little different than that sunny Southern California weather. Right, no doubt about it. I have to start off, brother, man, by see, asking you, how did they get you on those sticks, man, on uh, on Madden, man? <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those deals. I tried to tell them, Johan, I'm like, I don't really play this game. And they like, no, you, you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. So I'm like, all right, man, I, I, I don't – that's not something I do. But it was fun. It was, it was honoring the Pro Bowl and – you know, it was it was Bubba Wallace and Snoop and Marshawn and and, and and Watson and Kyler Murray and Jamal Adams and uh, Carissa Thompson, Michael Strahan. So it was a it was a fun cast to play with for sure. It was, it was we had a blast. Nothing new to you, Keyshawn. But how's the media life this time? How how, how are you loving it? How are you liking it? How's it treating you? You know, I've been doing it ever since I retired. Um, it's no different. Like you said, I've been fine with it. I, I, I left the Countdown crew uh, five years ago and went to L.A. to still do some television for ESPN and, and host a, uh, a regional radio show that they wanted to launch uh, locally there in L.A. And then, you know, four years later, they, they approached me about moving back east and, and uh, you know, taking over morning drive on ESPN radio and doing some stuff on the NFL, uh, NFL shows that we have on a platform. And so, me and my family just said, you know what, why not? Just Let's just, you know, let's get a change for a few years to see what, what it's like. I lived in the Northeast before. My wife is from the area. So we said, oh, well, my kids are young enough now, so let's do it. Keyshawn, what, what can, you know, Todd Bowles do differently than what he did in that first matchup trying to play a lot of man-to-man? And we know if he plays zone and you don't pass, uh, rush the passer against Pat Mahomes, he can still carve you up that way. What is, his, what is his possible game plan to be able to try to slow that speed and patch him Holmes down? You know, Coach, I, I, I think when, you know, I had Coach Dungy on with me uh, on my show earlier today, and we talked about the pass rush. You've got to have, you've got to have the JPTs of the world and, and Shaq Barrett's, and every now and then maybe you bring Winfield out of the secondary to create, create some havoc and Devin White and that cast the character on the defensive side, much like, much like we were able to do with teams when we played for the Bucks under Dungy and Lovey and, and, and Kiffin, that we created a lot of, you know, confusion. Uh, our, our natural pass rush with Sapp and Simeon and, and Booger McFarland and Spears and those guys were able to just kind of get to them without us blitzing a whole lot to get to the quarterbacks, and we were successful at doing that. And I think that is something that they have to do in order to win the football game. Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady. I'm not expecting Tom Brady to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns. I mean, he's not there in his career, nor is the offense that style. He's more of a, you know, not, I don't want to call him a manager because people, when you say manager, people go crazy. 
but he's more of a guy who's not going to do anything at this stage of his career to cost you a game. Keyshawn Johnson from ESPN joining us here on the home team in Hamilton show via the loud security systems newsmaker line. Um, when you look at Patrick Mahomes, it's almost like he's taken a quick shift into veteran mode. I mean, he's a young quarterback, already won the Super Bowl, uh, already won Super Bowl MVP. What are the things that uh, he has to do or does he have to do anything? Is this a game where he and the Chiefs and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy can just do what they do? Or do you have to be somewhat more crafty when you have uh, uh, another coach and Bruce Arians and Tom Brady on the other sideline? I think they got to do what they do. Right, they got to protect him because the offensive line is somewhat banged up. Fisher, the left tackle is not available to them. That's important. You got to be able to chip, chip out of the backfield, maybe every now and then, leave an extra protector like a Travis Kelsey to to to, to help out the tackle spots. Um, because when you are bringing different rushes toward that, and you expose that left side of the offensive line because you're missing and you're playing with some guys that may not be used to playing full time there that that could be a bit of a problem. But I don't think Patrick Mahomes needs to do anything except do what they do. It's all on the offensive line and protection scheme to give him the ability and the time to deliver the football to his playmakers so they can do things that they've done that got him to the Super Bowl. Key, I remember back when we were playing together, uh, he used to always tell me that, hey, hey, coach, man, I don't want you as my quarterback, man. I want somebody that's big, strong, that can stand in that pocket and deliver the football because by the time I've come out my dig route or comeback route, I'll be gone. How do you feel about the shift in kind of, you know, quarterback play now to where you're getting more mobile quarterbacks and guys that can kind of get out the pocket and extend plays? You know, that was always – so that your listeners know, that was not <laughs> deliberate. Let's, let's make sure that we know that that was not deliberate. It was more of a tongue-in-cheek right. way before anyone's time at this position. And, and just so – it's full transparency. <laughs> it was more of a joke of him being a black quarterback because black quarterbacks are not getting the opportunity. Although we had three on our roster because we had a black head coach. We had Joe Hamilton, Sean King, and Ted, was it Ted Washington? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ted White. We had Ted, Ted White. Ted White. I'm sorry. Ted White on our team. And so I would always tell them, I don't want, I want me a big, tall, <laughs> right. white quarterback that stand back there and stand in the pocket yeah. and get hit because these dudes tend to like to run around yes. too much and I got to get my numbers. Yes. But that was more tongue-in-cheek than anything. Hey, look, I like the shift in it. And anytime you could have a mobile quarterback, and we've seen it, whether it was Steve Young, uh, you know, guys that uh, – Joe Montana, guys that could move around. I played with Ray Lucas, a guy in New York that could move around. Sean King could move around a little bit. But they were never really given. You guys are not given a real fair opportunity because they wanted the refrigerators. They wanted the sub-zeros because it was the look of the NFL. They wanted the, the Peyton Manning, the Tom Brady, the Drew Bledsoe's of the world. They didn't want the guys that could extend the play. And why that has shifted is because they've seen the success of certain style quarterbacks in this league, the Michael Vicks, while the crowd. Uh, you know, and so when you look at that or the Russell Wilsons, when you start to look at that, it's like, well, maybe we need to get in line and start to pay a little more attention to the dynamic difference between a sub-zero refrigerator and a Ferrari. ESPN's Keyshawn Johnson joining us here on the home team in Hamilton show. 
here on the Loud Security Systems Newsmaker Line. Key, you, you, you're clearly an alpha dog. You, you've always been an alpha dog. You're alpha dog, you know, in all things you do. Is that trait necessary? Is it a benefit to teams that are trying to get over the hump to get to a championship mode? I mean, you, you, you certainly don't want a poodle. Right. You want somebody that knows how to play and somebody who's going to approach it like a professional at any cost. I mean, you know, and, and, and I had Sean Payton on my show earlier, too. And, and the question was asked, who's harder to coach, my nephew, Michael Thomas, at receiver or myself, because Sean coached us both. And like Sean said, as Parcells once told him, you're paid to coach him. Don't complain. Don't create a problem. You're paid to coach him and get him right. And so you want to have players like that. You want you rather have them with you than against you. Because I promise you, I gave people headaches. Michael Thomas gave people headaches that got a coach against him. And, and so you may look at it as a certain negative narrative because that is the way that people, you know, frame it and shape it to make it seem as though there's a problem. But you want to have players that hold – coaches accountable you certainly want those type of individuals in your locker room those are always the best players on your team guys that hold people accountable guys that don't say nothing and follow the protocol of shut up and play you're not gonna get nothing out of them Keyshawn, who's the best wide receiver coming out of college in your opinion i like them all uh and do you think that any guys in the near future would try to be up there and move up there to be the number one overall pick you know, being a number one overall pick is, is really, really hard, Johan. There's only been two, three receivers in the history of the National Football League in over 100 years to be the number one overall pick at the skill position outside of a quarterback and maybe a running back occasionally. Um, these guys, Jamar Chase, uh, Devontae Smith, very talented, Jamar Jefferson, uh, uh, I mean, not J- Marshall, Terrence Marshall, um, those guys are all talented. You know, but you got to know what you're getting because you don't have to take a guy in the top five to have him be successful. You can take a guy in the middle to the late first round or even in the second and third round and turn out to be Stephon Diggs, Michael Thomas. Everybody doesn't have to be Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, Keyshawn Johnson. You can take him late in the first round and be DeAndre Hopkins. So it's all about what your eyes see and what you think your team needs. Um, I like them all, like I said. You know, I, li- I like them. Devontae Smith is on the lighter side, but he's certainly a hell of a player. Uh, can you put him in a position that he that he could be successful and, 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 and flourish with only touching the ball a handful of times opposed to when he touched it so many times in Alabama and there was an emphasis on getting him the football. In the National Football League, there is not necessarily an emphasis on getting one individual to rock because coaches in the league, they, they care about their system for the most part. They don't the, – the, the coaches I've always had that didn't care about their system is the ones that I thrived and had the most success on it. But when you get a guy like – you remember I had left Steckle. Les Steckle told me to jump on a grenade for the team after the Bucks gave me $70, $70 million. He was a Marine I'm like, guy. Well, they, I'm like, 
Les Steckel told me to jump on a grenade. Wait a minute, man. Do you not realize they brought me here for a reason? But you want me to fall in line. I see why the Tennessee Titans fired your ass after the Super Bowl. Keyshawn, because it's true. Keyshawn Johnson joining us here on the home team at Hamilton Show on the Fan 680, 93.7 FM. You're in charge of the Falcons. What would you do with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones at this point in their careers? I probably would would give them an opportunity because I'm rebuilding. I'm, I'm rebuilding. Let's face it. I'm not. I'm not going to be able. I'm rebuilding. I give them an opportunity, a chance. Both still can play at high level to seek out opportunities elsewhere. I do that for them, even though it would hurt my heart. But I'm rebuilding. I'm rebuilding. And, and and they could be a part of my rebuilding process because I could get a handsome ransom for both of them. Keyshawn, as the week goes along, um, how late is it too late to put wrinkles in? Maybe you see a little something tendency that goes on when you're studying, studying film and you might go back to your offensive coordinator or your wide receiver coach or your running back coach and say, man, I see something on film. When is it too late to try to put some wrinkles in when you're getting ready to finalize your game plan going into Sunday? I mean, it's over with now, right? I mean, you, you, we're already at Thursday, basically. I mean, it's Wednesday, but the day is over. Um, you, you may, you know, you may grab a red zone here, maybe a third down there. But for the most part, as you know, Joe, being a quarterback in the NFL, as well as one of the most dynamic players in Georgia Tech history, if not the most dynamic player in Georgia Tech history, um, your game plan essentially is your playbook from the summer install. Mm -hmm. You take that and you pare it down, and that becomes your game plan. And then throughout the course of the week, as you watch film, you may grab a handful of plays that mirror some of the things that are already in your playbook. And you say, well, we got that kind of already. Let's put that in. And and so you can always do some adjustments. When you overthink things, that's when you get run out the building. When you play for great coaches, they have similar traits. Bill Parcells, you know, when you, you just throw him out. Is there a trait that people who try to aspire to be what he is? Because Falcons has got a good coach, and I think the fan base is looking for not a good coach, a great coach. And so those don't come every year, every five years, every generation for uh, for a franchise. What, what what are the things from what you've seen and who you've been coached by, especially when you talk about a guy like Bill Parcells, that a great coach will certainly exude no matter what's going on in the organization? Well, I think it, it all starts with the behavior of the head coach. What has the head coach brought to the table? Is he coming naked or does he have some skins on the wall? So – when you have skins on a wall, it's very easy to listen to. When you're selling a bag of goods, it's very difficult for somebody to listen to. And what happens a lot of times is people go after the next, the great next, the next, the next, the next. You know, and I say, yeah, that's, that's cool and all, but give me Bruce Arians and give me Andy Reid. I, I don't want the next. Give me them dudes. Give me somebody who's been through some battles and understands what it's like to coach at certain levels. Uh, you're going to have to get young at some point in time. But Eric Bieniemy, is a guy who's 51 years old, has paid his dues. I, he's got some skin on the wall just because he paid his dues. 
And whenever you pay your dues, it's always a plus. Um, so for me, when I look at a guy like that who's young, who's innovative, who certainly deserves an opportunity to be a head coach in this league, he's a guy that you point to. Uh, you know, Bill Belichick, a guy who some would deem failed in Cleveland, but he deserved a second chance because Cleveland was delusional at the time that he was the head coach. They thought they had some, or they wanted something different than what they actually had. So it just all depends, to be honest with you. I mean, Parcells, Belichick, they all got their own coaches that coached underneath them. If you're ever trying to get the next, it's going to be hard to get the next because everybody's their own individual. And finally, Key, Sean, um, what is your prediction for the Super Bowl? You know, I played for Tampa, and I get it. You're supposed to go for the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's my heart. I get it. I'm, but I got a brain, too. <laughs> and, I, and, my, and my brain tells me Kansas City is going to take care of business against Tom. And, you know, it's going to be a good story. Mahomes, too. Brady, Super Bowls. And, you know, will McCombs catch him? We'll be able to start that conversation Sunday night when the game is over into early Monday morning. Well, we certainly thank you for your time. Uh, always good to uh, catch up with you. I know Joe, uh, he has some great stories with you guys, and we certainly look forward to having you back on the show again. Uh, enjoying what you're doing at ESPN, and be, don't be a stranger. Be, a, be a, a friend and family member to the show. But Joe, Joe, see, but Joe ain't never shared the fact that he never threw me a pass in a regular season game, and I still gave him a Rolex when I went to the Pro Bowl. Yes. He ain't never shared that story, did he? Yes, he did. He did tell okay. me that. The entire story. Right. Hey, Keyshawn, the entire story, too, that we can't go over and over on air. I shared the entire well, story. That's your, that, hey, that's your fault. <laughs> I know. I you know. Gotta be, hey, you got to be smoother than that. I know. I know. He <laughs> told me, Keyshawn. I'm going I'm to just leave it hey, at that. He's got to be smoother than that, baby. <laughs> well, Keyshawn, we thank you for your time. We certainly hope to have you on again. And uh, you're always welcome to be on all the home team. Hey, and Swivel, all right. Thanks a lot. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.